are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. It is Tuesday, August 24th, 2021. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. The Mariners done did it again. Yet another comeback victory for the Mariners last night. This time against the Oakland A's by a score of 5-3. to three. We're going to talk Ty France. We're going to talk Jake Bowers. We're going to look at some of the numbers the Mariners offense has put up in high-leverage situations. We're also going to get you set for this afternoon's series finale against the A's at 12.37 Pacific Time. Chris Flexen against Cole Irvin. And we're also going to talk about Tyler Anderson, the model of consistency for the Mariners and whether or not they should extend him slash Resign him this winter. But first, I want to remind you to give the show a follow or subscribe to it wherever you prefer your podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. Yesterday, we talked about the Mariners' comeback win in Houston, which was thanks in part to a game tying home run from Ty France in the top of the ninth. And now today, we're talking about another game tying home run from Ty France in the top of the ninth. Colby, I know what you want to talk about, or rather, who you want to talk about, and we'll get to that in a moment. But Ty France, man, this guy is putting this offense on his back. And Colby, you said it last night. It, it's time to get him more at bats and get him in that number two spot in the lineup or even hit him lead off. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it seems weird to me that, you know, anybody would, would demand that J.P. Crawford get the most at bats on this team. Uh it feels weird to me that anybody would demand that anybody but Ty France would get the most at-bats on this team. Um, but that's what the leadoff hitter gets. And, and, you know, sometimes he gets the same number of at-bats, but he never gets fewer. And I, to me, I mean, having Ty France in the leadoff spot seems like such a no-brainer. I don't really understand it. But, uh, you know, last night again, another hit, another game-tying home run in the ninth. Actually had three hard-hit balls aside from the home or with the home run. Uh, so the one for four, but he was he was right on it. He was hitting everything hard once again. So, uh, yeah, it's it's becoming kind of a commonplace here. He's creeping up on that 300 batting average. And, you know, hitting 300 in, in 2021 is like hitting 330 back in the early 2000s. So, I mean, it's 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 a legitimately great season for him. And uh, the power is starting to show up the last few weeks, which is, mm-hmm. I think, you know, something that we probably expected guy's such a good hitter and he's such natural raw power that it was only a matter of time before it started showing up in games and uh, now it is and so of course we also have to talk about the babab god jake bowers the bowers rangers once again just absolutely vibing he saw all the tweets yesterday complaining about him being in the lineup and after being one of the reasons they won that final game in houston he comes through with a game winning two rbi single last night to make it five to three because that's just what jake bowers does he sets up Paul Seawall to shut the door, and in his last five games, Bowers is 5-for-12 with a double, the two RBIs that he had last night, a walk, and two stolen bases. He's been pretty good the last week. And an outfield assist. Boom. Uh, um, yeah, yeah that was uh, that was an experience last night. <laughs> that's that's called the long con, okay? You, you're just your simple mind can't uh, can't comprehend it, but uh, my simple mind. <laughs> it turned out to be a very big play because the next hitter hit a uh, Matt Olson hit a home run. So 
would have been four yep. to two, and uh, you might not have ever gotten the uh, the Ty France homer and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, Bowers uh, continues to look, you know, better up at the plate. Um, it, it is funny, you know, a lot of his hits uh, just seem to, you know, like they're just kind of thrown in the right spot. And even his first hit was, you know, shift beating, kind of jammed him a little bit here. Uh, the the last at bat though was you know a good piece of hitting. He fouled off, you know, he took a couple really close pitches, um, and then he took a changeup that was probably off the outside corner, and he just kind of flipped it into left field, uh, past the shortstop, mm-hmm. and got the two big insurance runs or two big, you know, game winning runs. Go ahead, runs. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's the uh, it's it's Bauer out, it's Bauer's hours, baby. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think we might see him in the lineup a little bit more going forward. Seattle's kind of in a spot where they have to. You know, they have to roll with the hot hand, so to speak, uh, because we're mm-hmm. 37 games out and they still have some ground to make up. So, uh, you know, if, if Bowers they're probably continue to sprinkle him in a little bit more against righties, and if he continues to hit, it's it's probably time to, to give him a shot. So listen to this. In high leverage situations in the eighth, ninth, and extra innings, the Mariners' offense is third in Major League Baseball in WRC Plus with a mark of 138. They're trailing only the Phillies. And the Giants in that category. Overall, they're slashing 270, 377, 453 with six home runs, 33 RBIs, and 23 walks. And in that same scenario, but with runners in scoring position, they are the best in baseball with a WRC plus of 149. They're slashing 296, 400, 479 in those instances. I mean, can you win a game in the first inning? <laughs> Hell no. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's weird because we've seen this team pretty much all year just look like absolute, you know what, in the first six or seven innings and then starting pitching bullpen keeps it close enough. And then, yeah, you know, they attack a bullpen and, uh, it's, it's weird. It's frustrating. Certainly you don't want to have to rely on, you know, getting to Lou Trevino for like the third or fourth time this year. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want to have to rely on that when Paul Blackburn is a starting pitcher, but hey, you know, yeah. it's, it is what it is. And, and you know, I Blackburn, Blackburn's line a little bit deceiving. Uh, there were quite a few hard hit balls that, that went for outs. Uh, in the second inning, the Mariners had two hits, and the two hits were the two softest hit balls that entire inning. So, yeah, they were squaring them up a little bit, but, uh, you know, ultimately just couldn't get that hit, couldn't get that base runner, mm-hmm. uh, the big one that they needed. So, yeah, it, it's, you know, a little bit deceiving there. But at the end of the day, you, you, you need to score more than two runs off of Paul Blackburn uh, because, yeah. you know, while you've owned Lou Trevino pretty well this year, it's it's unlikely that you're going to get him again. Of course, I said that after the last time and I said that after the last time. So who really knows? But they do seem to have his his number. By the way, you need to start tweeting more about how bad Mitch Hanniger looks as if you haven't already. Because every time you do, it seems like Hanniger does something well, right? He hit the home run last night after you criticized mm-hmm. one of his at bats. Oh, uh, they're bad. I think the, I think the reverse jinx is uh, is working out for you pretty well with Mitch Hanniger this year. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, most of his at bats look like trash. So yeah, I'm going to continue to yeah. bash him for that. But uh, you know, <laughs> he's, had, he's had three home runs the last five. Uh, you know, the last five games and, you know, if he pops a home run a day, then fine. Then you can have those trash at bats. But uh, when he doesn't, it's mostly just bad at bats right now. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that he's starting to turn things around. We all saw how how good he can be 
Um, we've seen him carry offenses for for extended periods of time. And again, with what, 36, 37 games going, somebody needs to do that. And, and Hanniger's probably, you know, somebody needs to help Ty France do that. And Hanniger's probably the most likely candidate, although Kyle Seeger has looked better this road trip, but not great still. Yeah. Another reason why Ty France needs to be higher in the lineup. Yep. For sure. All right, coming up, the Mariners get their third crack at A's lefty Cole Irvin this afternoon. We're going to get you covered on that. But first, a quick reminder, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus, and be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener between the super bowl champion buccaneers and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 dollars for new customers only when signing up and using promo code nfl 100 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football basketball boxing right to your favorite vegas casino games So don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey everyone, this is Ty Gonzalez from the Locked On Mariners podcast here to let you know our episode today is supported by Alaska Airlines. Do you ever get the sudden urge to hop on a plane and head somewhere like Dubai, London, or Tokyo? For me, I absolutely have to go to Tokyo one day. I mean, the beautiful architecture, the lively, busy city, all the food. I mean, how could you possibly say no to that? And you guys know how much I love video games and anime. So being able to go to the anime district, plus all the video game themed stores and cafes, it's just all right up my alley. And of course, you've got to catch a ball game at the Tokyo Dome if you're there. Now, it is easier than ever to get there because Alaska Airlines has joined One World. One World is a global alliance that makes it easy for Alaska Mileage Plan members to earn and redeem miles worldwide. So go global with Alaska Airlines and One World. Learn more at alaskaair.com slash One World. On May 25th, 2021, the Mariners defeated the A's by a score of 4-3. to All four of those runs came off left-handed pitcher Cole Irvin, who went four innings and gave up 10 hits to the Mariners' offense. And after that game, Irvin said, quote, A team like that should not be putting up 10 hits against me or anyone. I'm extremely disappointed in my efforts tonight, end quote. So what did Irvin do in his next shot against the Mariners last month at T-Mobile Park? Well, he did cut the hits in half, but in the end, he went four innings and gave up four runs. After that game, Mariners third baseman Kyle Seeger said, I didn't even know we've ever faced him before. So today is round three. Cole Irvin on the bump for the A's. Mariners countering with Chris Flexen. The Mariners win. They are just one game behind Oakland in the standings. Colby, will the Mariners' offense, amidst all its struggles over the past couple weeks, finally succumb to Cole Irvin, or will an offense like that continue to do what it's done to a pitcher like that? Boy, you sure hope it's the latter. Um, 
But uh, <laughs> again, you know, just watching this offense all month, it's it's you know they're capable of, of you know running up a pitch count and getting to the bullpen, and Oakland's bullpen is still pretty mediocre, um, even after the deadline. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not running high on confidence, but uh, you know mm-hmm. they they've they got their their righty heavy lineup in there. Uh, feels like a good Tom Murphy game. Uh, Murph's going to get a couple hits, maybe a dinger. Uh, mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't love it just because I really don't love any matchup for the Mariners offense right now. It literally does not matter sure. who's, who's on the other, you know, who's the, who's the pitcher for the other team. It doesn't matter. They're, they've been that bad, but uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's maybe a little bit of extra motivation. They, they've got the lineup in there that they like against, against lefties and, and, you know, Irvin's a guy who I, I think a guy like Murphy can can do some damage off of, and also Luis Torrent. So uh, mm-hmm. it's a pretty big day coming from the bottom half of the lineup today, and I think that's gonna that's gonna you know help the Mariners at least look respectable against Cole Irvin. Um, but it sure would be nice if they, if they just tagged him for five or six in four innings. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the The lineup today: Crawford one, Hanniger two, France three, Seager four, Tor- Toro five, Turin six, Murphy seven, Kelnick eight, Moore nine. Your pick to click, I, I assume, is is Murphy, like you said. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna go Jared Kelnick. He has already hit one home run off of Cole Irvin at that ballpark. It's been in kind of a slump lately. Yeah. I think maybe he breaks out of it with a dinger against Cole Irvin. He broke the over 20 yesterday. Um, yep. You know, but then you know, over two with a pretty poor at bat in the ninth. Although granted, it's, yeah, it's that, against a really good reliever. Yeah, so. it, was full, it was full count. It was full count, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. Runners on second and third. Nobody out. You got to put the ball in play for me yeah. to consider it a good, good at bat or walk. Sure. Um, but yeah, you know, good reliever. Um, so it's, it's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. And, by the way, can we normalize this idea of saying, oh, Jared Kelnick struggling? Can we normalize that? It That doesn't mean I'm saying Jared Kelnick is a bust. Because <laughs> every time I, yeah. every time I tweet that or any, anytime anybody else tweets that, you either get people saying, yeah, he's a bust, or you get people saying, he's young, you got to give him time. And I'm like, I, I literally <laughs> didn't say you shouldn't. Like, I, I, I don't get why you're – why is me saying, oh, that's not a good at bat from Kelnick. Why is that me saying, oh, Kelnick is a bust? Like, no, that's not what I said. But whatever. I, I you gotta you gotta have an extreme opinion on Twitter these days. I know that. I mean, through you know, last week we talked about some of the ups and downs of the Mariners offense and, mm-hmm. and Jerry Kelnick at the time was one of their best hitters, right? He goes into a slump and now those numbers go down quite a bit. I think his WRC WRC plus is under a hundred now, which is below average, but you know, he was at like I don't know, 138 or something like that when we looked at the numbers just last week. So, you know, it, it, we, we've talked about that he's started to figure it out a little bit. I think there's signs that that's going to continue. Everyone's going to have slumps like this. I mean, you're seeing it with Mitch Haniger, an established major league hitter. Mm-hmm. Right? We've talked about how abysmal he's been. Um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, there's, there's nothing that indicates to me that Jared Kelnick is a bust. There's nothing that you could see this year, even if he you know, came up and didn't even have any success to say that he's a bus this year. Just nothing. No, no evidence of that. No evidence whatsoever. Guys struggle. That's just the way it is. That's the nature of things. 
And uh, Kelnick has been able to contribute to this team in quite a few big ways this year. And I think for that alone, you got to feel pretty good about where he is. And yeah, he had an offer. You know, he's had some pretty rough at bats. He had the four strikeout game against the Astros the other night. But we've seen Kelnick figure things out, you know, and it's and it's a cat and mouse game with with prospects, right? When they come up, you know, they they adjust to they adjust to the league, the league adjusts to them, they adjust to the league, the league adjusts to them, blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on and on forever and ever and ever. And so now we're seeing the part where the league is adjusting back to him and he'll adjust back to them and it'll just go on and on and on. And uh, I think he'll figure it out. And today, maybe that that's the start of that. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have another home run off of Cole Irvin today, if I had to guess. Maybe shoot my shot a little bit. Um right. what do you think about Flexen at the uh at the Coliseum? Yeah, it's a pretty good ballpark for him. Um, you know, big outfield. Uh it, it's it's not a like the A's lineup is not scary like it's not bad I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad it's it's a pretty good lineup but it, is it like does it strike fear in you once you get past matt olson no it just it just kind of is you know so I, I think it's a pretty good matchup for him uh we'll see how he does uh I, I i don't buy into the whole you know home road split thing with chris flex and all that much um i know like oh he's amazing at, at t-mobile but he, he's he's bad on the road no he's not it just happens to be that way this year so uh, I'm not too worried about. It. I actually think it's a, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good space for him to pitch in, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's it's you just hope that he continues to be what he has been, especially recently. That would be fantastic. All right, we're going to talk about another pitcher in this rotation. He's not starting today, but Tyler Anderson. Should the Mariners keep him around? We'll debate that next. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download and once you're in, you can talk with us other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Colby and I will be hosting a room once per week, so you can finally join in on the Locked On Mariners conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about Major League Baseball as a whole and so much more. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. 
Go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices, and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at Colby Patnode to be notified when our room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. We can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Mariners, so we'll see you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. I said this on yesterday's show, but Tyler Anderson has been the model of consistency since coming over to the Mariners in a trade with the Pirates last month. Just listen to his first five starts with the Mariners here at the Rangers, five and a third innings pitch, three earned runs, six hits, three strikeouts, no walks at the Yankees, five innings pitch, two earned runs, five hits, four strikeouts, two walks versus the Rangers, five and a third innings pitch. One earned run, six hits, four strikeouts, no walks. Are you starting to see the trend here? Then back at the Rangers, six innings pitched, one earned run, three hits, four strikeouts, no walks. And finally at the Astros this past Sunday, five and a third innings pitched, two runs, eight hits, four strikeouts, one walk. Of course, a lot of starts against the Rangers in there, but a couple of really good teams with stellar lineups mixed in as well. He's been everything this ne- this team needed when they got him, and he's honestly been uh, probably a little bit better than you could have hoped for. Of course, you know, he's a rental and a free agent at the end of this season, but given his level of production thus far and the fact that you have kind of a big decision coming up with Yusei Kikuchi this winter, your rotation might go into a bit of a, a reboot. Is it time to consider extending Tyler Anderson now? Uh, Yeah, you know, it's... um. It's, it's an interesting conversation that we we probably chatted about on the fringes on CTZ for a little while now. And, you know, for the most part, it's been no. Patreon.com forward slash control the zone, by the way. Um, but, yeah, it, it's something that we've talked about and kind of like, eh, him and hot about. And you want more upside there. But here's here's the thing, you know, it's if you say Kikuchi's not around and mm-hmm. we're, we can't really trust Logan Gilbert right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're rolling into next year. You can't trust Dunn or Sheffield. So you're rolling into next year with Flexen, who we've talked about wanting to find legitimate competition for anyways, and Marco Gonzalez. I mean, so yeah, having Tyler Anderson around, um, you know, just having that to fall back on, that would be a, a great, uh, you know, a great thing for Seattle. But, you know, is mm. is Anderson going to take a, you know, let's say hypothetically, two-year extension worth, I don't know, $6 million a year for a non-guaranteed rotation spot? Probably not. So, you know, it's probably he's probably not going to want an extension unless he can, you know, lock in a rotation spot. And if I'm Seattle, I'm just I'm not willing to give him that because, again, I'm still trying to aim higher. But, mm. you know, if he's willing to come in and compete and battle and if he loses, he's willing to go to the bullpen – then yeah, I, I think you should because it's always good to have depth. And I mean, how nice would it have been to have a Tyler Anderson, uh, you know, to slide into the rotation when when James Paxson went down? You know what I mean? So, right, those things are going to happen next year too. The Mariners' rotation is not going to use five guys all next year. So, it, uh, it it's something that yeah, I mean, I think the team should at least look at right now. Uh, but ultimately, I, I think Anderson's going to want to get out to free agency, see what he can get. And I think it's probably better for Seattle uh, if he does that. And, and, you know, they can still keep the line of communication open and, and be very honest with them. And, you know, once free agency starts, they'll know what's going to happen with Yusei Kikuchi. They'll have another 
you know, five starts of Logan Gilbert in theory. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's probably one of those things that just wait till the off season. Um, but in terms of like, mm-hmm. should they bring him back? I, I think they should explore it at least. Yeah, I think it's still too soon to make that decision. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, ask me again in about a month. Now, if he if he continues to do this and he does it against you know the Red Sox and the A's and and the Astros in September, then you know maybe you start to feel a little bit better about yeah. carrying Tyler Anderson into twenty twenty two. I mean. To, to be fair to Anderson, he already has done it against, you know, the Astros, the, Astros, the Yankees, the Yankees. <laughs> twice, three times against Texas. Yeah. So, I mean, eh, but three times against yeah, Texas. Yeah. But uh, no, it, it's he's a he's a solid pitcher. I just I, I think Seattle, Seattle doesn't need back in starters right now. They need mm-hmm. difference makers. So, yeah, you get in a situation. It's like you said, aim higher. Yeah. Anderson's a fallback. And honestly, Anderson should be like a guy you're bringing in to compete with Blexen for the five spot. Well, and also, you know, no team is going to jump out and try to sign Tyler Anderson, even if he has an excellent no. last month and a half. You know, there's still going to be you know really big names on the market mm-hmm. that teams are going to key in on. Right. They're not going to suddenly, you know, that that's the guy you pivot to. Tyler Anderson is the guy that you pivot to. Right. If you're, you know, and, and that's kind of what we're saying here with the Mariners is that you either pivot to them if, you, if you're not able to get what you want or it, as, you know, potential competition for Chris Flexen, especially if you're, you know, planning on potentially moving Chris Flexen to the bullpen to be that kind of Colin McHugh type for you, which is still very valuable, right? You know, I don't, I don't want to get it misconstrued here that we're devaluing Chris Flexen or we're low on Chris Flexen as a pitcher, but I think he has quite a bit of value in that role. It could be huge for you in that role. And so, you know, and also that, that means that something's gone really right in terms of what you've been able to add to the rotation and having that depth in general is insanely valuable. Mm-hmm. You've seen it with all the injuries that you had. You've seen it with how little you can rely on your prospects. You know, Logan Gilbert, I think, you know, neither one of us are are concerned about Logan Gilbert's future. But right now he's not helping you a ton. And so even if next year, you know, say Emerson Hancock uh, stays within the organization and George Kirby stays within the rotate in the organization and Matt Brash stays within the organization and Brandon Williamson stays within the organization, those guys that might make their debut at some point next year, you can't rely on them. Right can mm-hmm. so it's it's valuable having depth and if you're able to get anderson as depth that's great if you're able to get him uh to compete with flexen if you're you know if you feel that flexen should be that that long relief type and you need a number five to slot in behind your you know one free agent that you signed and your one big trade acquisition and marco and logan gilbert or whoever it is and that's great. But I think you don't need to make that decision right now because you'll have time. Anderson isn't going to go anywhere right away. And you maintain that line of contact with him and you'll know. It's not like it's going to be going to blindside you. So you'll you'll make that decision when the time comes and you'll have a chance to make that decision when that time comes. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't think there's any need to to rush it right now and extend him. But again, ask me in a month. 
and maybe my opinion changes. All right, so that's going to do it for today's show. I appreciate you tuning in and hope to see you tomorrow. We're going to recap this afternoon's game and also ponder the question, who would you want starting a one-game playoff for the Mariners this fall? For Colby Patnode, I'm Ty Dan Gonzalez, and this has been Locked On Mariners. Be sure to give us a follow at, on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dan Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.